Welcome to the Nativa podcast series, where we provide a bi-weekly analysis of the latest trends and conversations amongst multicultural consumers in the U.S. And we are super excited to have today joining our podcast, Ari Benkamo from our Phoenix office. Hello, Ari. And Hi, good morning. Co-founder and CEO of uh, OYE Business Intelligence. Uh, and Nativa Inc. and myself, I'm Natasha Pangonis, uh, also co-founder of Hawaii and Nativa Inc. So the topic today, and because we're in summer, uh, we're going to be talking about ice cream. This is a really exciting topic, regardless how old you are. I think we all get excited. We all love ice cream. And we were just talking before the podcast about um, what are some of the flavors and the brands that we like. So we're really excited. So Ari, tell us a little bit more why you choose this topic. What are the brands that you have analyzed in the period of the analysis? Yes. So I chose this topic because I love ice cream. And I mean, like I, like I told you guys earlier, I don't really stay loyal to any type of ice cream. So it was like a really interesting topic to choose because when I was looking at this, I went online and I looked at some of the most popular ice cream brands just to see like what was, you know, popular because I in general try all of them. So in this um, analysis, we have some of the most like frequently bought brands, which are like Ben and Jerry's, Blue Bunny, Breyers and Haagen-Dazs. And then we I made this analysis throughout a year long period, starting um, April 19th of 2020 to April 19th of 2021. Okay, so quite a volume of analysis. I mean, was, was it easy for you to collect um, data for these topics? Because it's almost 12 months. Yeah, it was just um, trying to uh, get as much data in like regards to like some of the not like as talked about brands, but it was like relatively the keywords were pretty easy to like incorporate, you know, flavors that some flavors are unique to each brand. I think one of the most creative brands is definitely Ben and Jerry's. They had some really cool names and honestly, like I wanted every every day that I would come in and like have to like do research. I definitely had like a craving for some of these ice cream, like it was like <laughs> flavors and stuff. I actually did buy ice cream. Like I had to get it because I, during like when I picked up food because it was so enticing, but yeah. Um, other than that, like I said, just like unique keywords that some are unique to each brand made it pretty easy. Yeah. So what is your, do you have any favorite ice cream? Any flavor that you like the most? Um. From Ben and Jerry's, it's their brownie flavor, I think, that I like always, that's the one I usually go to, or Cherry Garcia. I oh, really yeah, like that's a classic. I love Cherry yeah. Garcia. That one's really good, because I like cherries a lot. Do you, do you have any, do you have one, Eric? Well, I, I feel uniquely qualified for this uh, report because I actually did a, um, so my wife was recently uh, pregnant, and I actually did 30 days of um, kind of in solidarity, no alcohol and, and some things. Um, but I kind of turned that into a 30 day dessert diet. And so basically every day I had different, a different dessert from a, usually a different place, but sometimes at home. So I've definitely had all of these, uh, all these brands. Sorry, I do have my favorites of the four that we looked at. Um, 
I would say, I think it was at Haagen-Dazs, Briars, um, was it Haagen-Dazs, Briars, Ben and Jerry, and I'm forgetting one. Uh, Blue Bonnie. Blue Bonnie. Blue, Blue Bonnie. Um, I would say Ben & Jerry's would be my favorite of those. And I have a little bit of a soft spot for them because I've been to their uh, factory. And uh, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of things I like about the brand. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a fun time to do this uh, report during the summer. So great idea, Ari. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I will say also the Ben & Jerry. I mean, they have a very distinctive branding. Uh, from the package design, so how creative they are and unique with the names. So they really put a lot of thought in the process. Um, so it's not just making ice cream, but there's really, there is a different um, combination of marketing, but also um, what we're going to be reviewing a little bit more is that community engagement, perhaps, just being very involved in the pulse of what is taking place in our society. So it's, it's very interesting. And I think are you going to be sharing a little bit more from a semantic analysis, uh, some of the insights that you uncover, but definitely perhaps they're not only distinguish themselves in the grocery store when you go for the ice cream, but also from a marketing perspective. <clears throat> so tell us a little bit more about the volume. No, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like even like even like as you were talking about um that there was like some distinct way in which uh, Ben and Jerry's like markets themselves. That's very apparent when when we observe like the volume, simply because, like you said, they're very popular. Not only because of their flavors, but also because um, even they're just like involved in some topics that are considered very controversial, and they share their opinion and they vocalize it and they market off of it. And they're very, I think they're very smart in that way. So a lot of people have something to say, especially when you take a when you pick a side in general. The, opposing side and the um the side in which you're on they're obviously gonna have something to say whether support whether it be backlash so that's why there was so many tweets for ben and jerry's that even in a year-long period other like you know every time there was some type of conflict um there was a new spike for ben and jerry's and that's why i also included a graph that showed like the percentages so it gave like a better and more clear picture but like just by sheer volume, Ben and Jerry's is like just have like a lot of a lot a lot of different um, conversations surrounding their um, their stance on some topics. Like I know that like during even like during when Kaepernick, they came out with like a flavor of ice cream, and he was like part of the like promoting um, individual. Uh, so like that also like had once again a lot of like people saying, why is this ice cream brand taking a stance on something like this? But they've always been actually known to like mm -hmm. um, be vocal. And if you even Google them, some of their like more, like I, I actually made a comment to like my um, teammates because they were very great on like, like ice cream scoops when it came to like showing the amount of like money that goes to like the police, that goes to like different like sectors in our like economy it was just really they're very 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 smart so yeah that's that's what accounts for it's such a big difference in volume yeah, yeah I, and I, I like the way that you did that comparison Ari where you show like on the left here those of you can see my screen it's a overall volume and Ben and Jerry's is yeah like 20 times higher than mm -hmm. most of the other ones Blue Bunnies, Briars, Haagen-Dazs whereas on the right graph we actually have kind of a, a pound for pound What's the percentage of of those? And then and then you can kind of see, okay, on a on a hundred point scale, 
what's the black versus Hispanic versus everything else um, percentage. So, so it's a nice way to, to, to kind of visualize it there. All right, I see, um, so the biggest one that among Hispanic audience looks like Blue Bunny, um, I'm sorry, I see Hagen Doss is a bit higher. Hagen Doss at almost 25% and then Blue Bunny at 21%. Um, and that's an interesting point, Eric, I think, because Hagen Doss is an international brand. Uh, I think it's pretty much they have a presence in any country in the world. So, you know, when we're talking about, um, you know, different ethnicities that might have an affinity with a brand, it's very easy to recognize and go perhaps with a brand that you're already familiar with. Um, so I think in, in that regard, Hagen does, that's probably why is leading an, an overall volume. Um, you know, I have known Hagen does even before I came to the US and that was a long time ago. Um, and I love also that they keep some of the, the flavors. Like I love Dulce de Leche, um, Hagen does, which is a very traditional Argentina flavor. Uh, and they actually, they do it really well. And, uh, yeah, Black American led with uh, Briars actually 21%. So that's far over index. I think I think the Black American index now is right around 13% of the U.S. population. So that is uh, far over index at 21%. Yeah, indeed. It's super sad though because for Briars, like a lot of the feedback was not like, and we'll talk about it like in the sentiment. It was like a lot of the people that were speaking about it really didn't really, like. There's like a lot to say in regards to that brand as well, but mm. not a lot of it is positive at least from when I looked at the tweets, but we can like discuss that later. Yeah. Sure yeah. thing. Um, in the language analysis, uh, one of the things that, that stood out to me was the leader in, in Spanish. I think this kind of is related to what uh, Natasha was mentioning as far as um, the, the international reputation of a haagen being at 13% Spanish mm -hmm. was definitely led. And then one of the things that's new to OIE reports, which uh, is really cool to actually see um, it in, you know, in the graph itself is that now we, we share if the, not just, is it bilingual English, Spanish, but is it, um, does it lead in Spanish? Is it more in Spanish or is it more in English or, um, so there's, there's differentiations in that. And for those of you who can, that actually download this report, you can actually see some of the mixing of other languages too. So we actually have a bilingual comparison of, uh, a mix of Spanish and Tagalog. So. Any of our folks that were speaking Spanish, but they're also mixing Tagalog in a conversation. Uh, we do have breakdowns of that as well. Um, so, so yeah, our, our our language segmentation has gotten a lot better. So I'm I'm really happy to see that. Um, but yeah, Hagen Doss had the most international uh, conversation. And it looks like Ben and Jerry's had the most uh, pure English at ninety, almost ninety four percent. Yeah, and um, I did include like. Uh like some tweets um, and like in just like what people are talking about um, in like Spanish. So like one, some of them are like, um, one was like in, in, for Briars and they're, they're like, it's like bilingual, it's a bilingual tweet. So like um, someone mentions how they started off with the serving of Ben and Jerry's and then, you know, continued on with like a meal and it's, they called it like it's balance. And then I feel that because I have had breakfast for ice cream this week and it's like, and I started off my day and I mean, it's uh -huh. the healthiest meal of the day, but it for sure makes me happy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Very <funny>. good. 
Yeah, and I like seeing I like seeing uh, Spanglish conversations like this where they just kind of pure Spanish, and then all of a sudden, for sure, me, y de paso, yeah. me, you know, for mm. sure, perdóname, señor. Like it, it's funny to see that stuff because that's you know totally how people talk. So. Yeah, and it's like cool to see that the software can like pick up on those like like the conversations that are both like English and Spanish, and like it can like tell. Yeah, so it was, like. And like this one would be a perfect example, Ari, of how like this is like 90% or more Spanish and then just a little bit, Spanish. like 5% English, you know, so so we, now OIE differentiates the two versus vice versa, where like, you know, the person posts all in English and then hashtag perdoname or something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then even when you look at like the language analysis graph, like it says like Spanish, like I like, isn't this is like more, this is newer. Um, it says like if you look at like the Spanish English, it means that Spanish is dominating the tweet. And then when you look at like English Spanish, it's still bilingual, but it's kind of like predominantly English. And I thought that was like really cool too. So when and I was able to like click and look at those individual tweets and then see like and I included ones that were Spanish dominant, but still like it shows that difference. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so looking at the Latino index uh, age generation, not too surprising here that it was led by um, the the uh, acculturated Hispanics. Um, that L1 Hispanics uh, is was was the leader, except of course Hagen Dazs had more of the um, I guess of the mix of the of the bilingual conversation. Um, you know, as we said, more much more international. So that they were the leader in, I, I guess, in L2s and L3s, which is a mixing of Spanish in the conversations. So, um, so yeah, very, very heavy. It was, it was very, a little surprising not to see uh, as much uh, pure Spanish conversation in, in these, uh, in the Latino index that usually we get some. Um, so that was a little surprising here, but um but yeah, the L1 definitely wasn't a surprise to see it as, as dominant. Yeah. Um, I think, I, yeah. like I said, it's because Hagen Doss is like an international brand. And even then, like, I think, like you said, a lot of people, when they speak, they speak like with a mix of both. So it was able to catch up on those little clips of people using like Spanish in their English tweets or English in their Spanish tweets. Yeah, absolutely. And when we take a look to the generation analysis, which is um, using face recognition technology and a sample of 430 were analyzed with Hispanic. Um, and what we see on this analysis is that the largest group is between the age of 35 to 44 years old among Hispanics. And um, Ben and Jerry and Hagen Dazs had the highest uh, representation. Um, and I, you know, some of the other brands uh, like Blue Bunny and Buyers, um, they only had four age group represented on, on this particular data. Um, and I think you have some example here. There is one from Osvaldo uh, who represents a 35 to 44 years old. Um, they're talking about uh, Blue Bunny and the particular flavor of cherry. Um, I don't know if you can click on that one. We can oh, take yeah. a look at his tweet. And So Osvaldo, he says, not tech, uh, not tech, blue bunny, cherry, not ice cream. And then he has like some little um, fun 
emojis mm. with that, bring it back. And so I think you were talking already about like also some nostalgia with some of the ice cream. And, you know, sometimes you get that attachment with some of the flavors and then the flavor is only seasonal or they only come from one year and there is gone. And, and it's, you know, it's, you always brings that nostalgia back in some of those really iconic flavors. Um, but, you know, yeah. what you're talking about this particular analysis, like I didn't recognize the Blue Bonnie uh, brand. So definitely something that I'm going to pay more attention next time I go to the store because I'm, I'm really curious to see, you know, what, what are the different flavors that they have, the branding, the packaging, and, and, and just compare with some of the other brands that perhaps are a little bit more popular. Yeah. Um, I, like growing up, like I said, I was always like very, I like to try a lot of new things. So I never really stuck to one specific flavor, especially because like there's such a variety in the, in the freezer aisle. That, like if I saw a new one, like you said, that one maybe even seasonal, like I would try that one. So like, I th but I think that is still like what we're like, what you can see here is that like Ben and Jerry's and Haagen-Dazs had like the most like age distribution. Like they had like the most like tweets coming from all the different age groups. And I think it's just because like they're either like international or simply just very popular brands. And I think that that's also very like, you can see that here in these graphs. Yeah, and this is but, analysis for the generational analysis for Black Americans. It's similar with Hispanics, the 35 to 44-year-old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, is where we capture a lot of the conversations as well. Um, so, yeah, and like you just mentioned, right, some of those brand yeah. loyalty have with yeah. some of the brands. And then some of the... The um, social issues, you know, here being shared by a Black American, uh, 35 to 44 year old, um, about Ben and Jerry's uh, stance and uh, defund the police. So, Ari, as you mentioned, there was a lot. You know, there's a lot of conversation that Ben and Jerry's is included in because of their because of their political stances. Um, whereas, and, and it's a lot different from the other three brands that we saw. Yeah, and like I said, it was really interesting to see like when I was looking at these I had to like read the conversations and sometimes I just got tied in like a little thread and I'd like be interested and I'd like read because like, there's like interesting to see like what people are talking about you know like whether their stance is on why they think you know Ben and Jerry shouldn't because like you know everyone's always saying you know companies should use their platform to like speak on issues and I agree I think it's a great way to like you know speak on these issues especially when they're like relevant because you know there's people employed by ben and jerry's that have like you know they can you know they're just they are impacting the issues for sure so there were some people that just but they were very adamant on saying no 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 like ben and jerry should not be talking about some of these things that aren't even relevant to ice cream mm -hmm. so it was just really interesting sweets and like i said that one individual said he was in, he was even more inclined to purchase their ice cream simply because they took a favorable stance for them on social justice reform. Mm -hmm. So that was really, that was like interesting to see, like I said, just like people being like, I'm gonna buy from this brand specifically because like, I may not even be a big fan, but just because they have a good stand. And they also like, it was interesting because I have, even though I go down the freezer aisle for ice cream pretty often, I'd say, mm -hmm. I still didn't even like, uh, it was cool to see like some of the flavors, like they're like Ben and Jerry's like has, they made like a flavor. I think it was with like Jimmy Fallon and like, like I said, Kaepernick. 
and I think like another famous like talk show host or something like they're just very good at like making those connections with those people and then I think that also like says a lot how those names tie themselves also with like those causes as well and be like this is what we're like you know with the brands it's just it just speaks more about how it's more than just the name it's like also like the the branding and everything that goes behind it their positions yeah you're totally right there's there's so much research that uh, talks about uh gen z millennials but also but very much gen z uh ari's ari's uh, uh age group basically being very interested in what does your company stand for and like needed to know that if they're going to buy your brand so you know these brands are, are listening or some of them are listening some of them like ben and jerry's you know they've been doing it for a long time yeah. but a lot of brands have, yeah a lot of other brands are kind of coming around you know and now they're starting to stand for something uh kind of following the the model that ben and jerry's you know said a long time ago yeah, if I ever do one like chicken sandwiches, because there was like that whole chicken sandwich debacle, that's going to be interesting to see too, because I'm sure there's going to be several people like saying like, you know, like Chick-fil-A, they're not open on set. You know, there's a lot of like, especially with their stance and like the LGBTQ community. Um, like that's also like something, like I said, it's interesting because like you said, maybe I'm, that's my age group, but I hear about it all the time. They're like, you know, I don't buy from that, like um, Chick-fil-A because of X, Y, and Z. And it has to do with their stance on a lot of issues yeah, too. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. And I think, yeah. you know, perhaps because the access to social media, you see like a, the younger generation now, they're so involved with many, with different causes that are relevant um, to where we are today that perhaps, you know, for me growing up, um, you know, not having that access to the social media, perhaps more, you're more limited to your existing context uh, and not much related with how other um, individuals might be affected. But now I think from a very young generation, you start seeing, um, you know, being very vocal and expressing their opinion and really using some of these social media platforms to either connect or be very transparent or demand more transparency for some brands. So if you want me um, to be a loyal customer, you know, show us why, why we should be buying your products. So, so definitely I think, you know, a lot of the brands, we're starting to see a little bit of a change on that. And I think it's something that is going to have to continue happening in order for them to be relevant and in, in the marketplace in the future. I agree. I definitely agree. This was very interesting for me too. Uh, but maybe no surprise since my husband is just a to- total ice cream addicted. But yeah, a lot of male conversations for ice cream. This was very interesting. Yeah, a lot of my examples have been males. Like there's like a lot of people, a lot of people care about ice cream it's a very it's a very popular issue um i think like i said like depending like on which one i think it yeah it dominated in all of them and all the brands but um the conversations surrounding both genders or sexes were very like both sexes were very similar it was uh um just like either like their sentiment and like uh just how they like felt um regarding the brands and it was funny because like how we talked about how some have limited flavors, like one of them discussed mm-hmm. how they discontinued one of their favorite flavors. Like that's just something I think is very easy to like mobilize on social media, especially because like if brands are listening, you know, it, I think it gives them a lot of input. Like I know Taco Bell, huge on Twitter, like, you know, people express, oh, I want this taco flavor back. And then very soon, like, you know, they brought it back. So yeah. I think it's like, I think it's a really cool interaction between like the brands and the com- like the companies and like the 
the people that buy their brands, it's a really good way to connect and know what they want. Absolutely. So if you look, if we look at the Black American gender analysis, pretty similar to Hispanics, male, maybe even more yeah. male dominated than, than Hispanic. So very interested again. Yeah. I think the only one that have like a, I think, yeah, Blue Bunny just had like a, a noticeable amount of more like females, but um, like I said, it was still like in regards to like similar, just their sentiment and like, mm -hmm. uh, like discussing their favorite flavors, starting discourse online. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So what you see in uh, sentiment, guys? What, what, what stood out this to you? Favorite section. <laughs> this is like, I love looking at it because I love seeing like what people have to say about ice cream, about the, like what's going, like what's wrong with each one. It also tells me which brands to kind of steer away from. I'm just kidding. But like, it's like very, it was cool to see, um, like I said, um, I included some more Ben and Jerry's tweets, like about how they're just like, um, they make some very bold statements, like just get rid of like the whole like police system, you know, like that's like, it's very clear. It's not even like some companies try to take a more nuanced position. Like, you know, they like make one social media, but no, Ben and Jerry's is straight to the point. Like, you know, there should not be like, I don't know, they're just very bold. So, um, I included one that was like against it because I obviously Ben and Jerry's has like a lot of negative sentiment surrounding it just because there's so many people bombarding them with like negative, negative tweets. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, there's like that one tweet and there's just people saying there's very, that one specific tweet was very vocal and very like, I don't want this ice cream in my house anymore because they came out with like a graphic. Like I said, it's their, like see how their marketing is just like, even like the ice cream um, container is very like vocal to what they stand for. Like you look at that and you know exactly what Ben and Jerry's wants and believes in. So I think it's like, and then the tweet below says I'm resisting, resisting to having that ice cream. So that, like I said, just what, reading these tweets is so interesting to me um, when it, when it comes to like how people feel. And then when it comes to like briars, it was just like more so about like the quality of the ice cream, not even like how people feel like, like and like how it's like, it's just like the quality and the taste, not even about their social issues, but like yeah, someone said it, their ice cream wasn't filled. One of the interesting point, right, when we do this semantic, when we do this analysis is we start with the overall volume of conversation. And sometimes having a lot of volume could be bad or could be good. So when we start analyzing deeper and seeing the sentiment analysis, then you can really have a better understanding of what is the overall opinion of the consumer for those particular brands. So in this case, we saw that, um, you know, Hagen Das was one of the ones in Ben and Jerry leading in overall, but now we started to see the semantic analysis and we see that, you know, for Ben and Jerry in this particular case, they had a lot of negative conversations. And so this analysis that we do in this podcast is, is just, 
an overall overview of the capabilities that our OYE software intelligence can do. Um, for some of the clients that we serve, you know, we can actually take this sentiment analysis and really start looking deeper within the positive and negative and do a deeper analysis for generations, but also ethnicity. So we want to see within that 29.7% of negative conversations within Ben Jerry, like where they're coming from. Are they more males or females, or are they more black or Hispanics or general market? So really start understanding a little bit more that voice of the consumer. Um, so for anyone you know listening to this podcast and, and wants to learn a little bit more in how the software works or how we can really dive deep into each one of these sections that we do from gender to semantic or overall conversations, is you know, we're always happy um, to, to engage in those conversations and share a little bit more about how the software works. Um, but yeah, this is a really great report. I am very excited to see how you take in this sentiment analysis and going more in detail on the negative conversation for, for that brand. Yeah. So let's uh, let's end it with looking at the word clouds, guys. What'd you, yeah. what'd you notice here, Ari? Same thing. I like that. Just like Ben and Jerry's had a resounding amount of like different hashtags in regards to that brand, especially on some very interesting topics. Like even I, like I love that. Like even I was considering following Ben and Jerry's on Twitter just because I think I was even educated on some topics that I didn't know about. And I interest, it sparked an interest in me to like look up some more things regarding these topics. So like some of the top hashtags in regards to the uh, Hispanic word cloud were um, like Black Lives Matter, Vegan, BDS, Boycott Ben and Jerry's and Defund the Police. So all of these topics are like have such a large volume in regards to Ben and Jerry's because these are what they were talking about and what like the main focus was of the conversations. And like for me, I personally tried to like include some of the definitions and like uh, some of the tweets surrounding um, some of these issues because like I knew about like the Palestinian and um, Israeli conflict, but I didn't like I hadn't heard of like BDS, which is like the boycott, divestment, and sanctions. And if you like look at some of these like tweets and stuff, there some people are upset because Ben and Jerry sells their ice cream in Israel. And that's like them believing, you know, it's weird because here we know them to have taken such a strong stance on issues like Black Lives Matter, which is also one of the top hashtags. And so to be so for social justice and then still like support um, a side that's very controversial is like it, it's made apparent and people are speaking out against it. So that's also might have contributed to like the negative sentiment that we saw earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah. And then when we look at like the Black American, similar similar hashtags, Black Lives Matter, Boycott Ben and Jerry, ADOS, which is like another acronym I haven't heard of, Kaepernick, they came out with the Kaepernick, I said ice cream, so that's also a Y, and then No Hungry. And um, the acronym ADOS stands for American Descendants of Slavery. And that was also like, I like I said, I clicked on that, I had no idea, I was like, what? And so I was able to like learn and people like, like if you click on like those tweets, people are able to like, uh learn about it and like like you eric brought up this has been like a long-standing vocal company like some like someone even mentioned that that they've been following them for a really long time and like like i said i think it's so cool how ben and jerry's like their marketing team puts in an effort to not only like improve like their ice cream like marketing but like also like they make graphics very easy to understand 
and go into detail explaining these issues, which other brands don't do. And I think that also brings into like the authenticity of brands. Like some brands just like I'm doing Pride Month, like Pride Month, like slap rainbows on everything. And then they say, this is us. Like, you know, this is like where support this community. But, you know, they don't go into like actual like spending money on trying to like, you know, explain them and educate people. So that's what I mean. Like, it was just really cool to see how this brand actually stands out in that way. And I think that's why I have so many conversations. Like, you know, they go really into detail. And I really like that. Yeah. And I think what I like about the twist that you're just showing right now is um, that consistency that they have with the brand. Um, because as soon as you see the color and the font, automatically yes, you are associating those with Ben & Jerry. Uh, even though the topic of, you know, the, the, the graphic is not ice cream related, but just you make that connection automatically. That, that's a perfect example right there. You know, the orange and the font that they're using, um, I think it just come natural, right? With those, some of those brands, they have done such a great job in, in branding and embedding that into the, the mind of the consumer, you know, like the Nike and the Coca-Cola and of course, Ben & Jerry's another one. Yeah. So like in the second tweet, if you click on it, um like it shows like uh yeah so if you click on the image it'll like say like like we mm. dismantle white supremacy so like silence is not an option like i said very 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 clear on their stance like mm -hmm. and then you can even like i said read more about the murder of like george floyd so like that's why like i said i really like that and i learned a lot about this brand too so it was a really cool really cool analysis yeah. Very interesting, right? Takeaways, I guess we started talking about ice cream and, and how exciting and about something that everyone talks about during summertime, but we ended up really going deep in something that's more than just ice cream, but it's some of the social causes that not only United States, but global, globally we're facing. So really great topic. And I don't know, Ari, when you started trying to do this analysis, did you expect it, that this will be the result and the outcome? No. Like I said, like it was, I learned a lot doing this analysis and I, I really enjoyed that. Cause like, I didn't, like I said, I had to like actually like dig in deep. Like, what does this mean? Like, what does, what do these terms mean? What are, what are the conversations surrounding it? Are they positive or are they negative? It was all really, I learned a good amount. It's not, it wasn't just like as simple as ice cream. And I really like that. And I'm like, I, I probably am definitely gonna buy more from Ben and Jerry's because like, I thought that, like I said, I thought their like marketing was really, really intelligent, really smart. Like you said, you'd look at that font and you know it's Ben and Jerry's. And yeah, absolutely. It's, I think that's genius. Yeah, I know. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, people like us, they do data analytics. Is you never know what the data would tell you. And it's just let the data uh, guide you through the process, especially on that discovery process. The many brands go through that journey and trying to really identify what is very unique with the consumers. And I think this particular analysis really emphasize that. So. Thank yeah. you, guys. This was a really interesting analysis and podcast. And uh, Eric, do you have any insight of what we're going to be talking in the next podcast? Well, we're uh, probably going to uh, continue on with some uh, food brands. I think we've got cereal coming up soon. All right, I know you're working on another one. Is yogurt. it uh, yogurt, maybe? Or what are you working on? Yogurt. It's yogurt. Oh, All right. delicious. Yeah. Well, wait. Thank good. you for joining us today. And Please stay tuned, come and visit and listen to the other podcasts that we have and feel free to reach out with any questions. 
to info.oyintelligence.com. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you.